On this episode, a lineup of the Bible's greatest faith heroes. So join us. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. The Apostle Paul addresses to the Christian community all the crazy th things that are happening during his time. And he goes to the doctrine of Christology, Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus who is our intercessor in heaven. And we're talking about in the book of Hebrews, having faith and looking at the history of all the Bible characters that could see beyond their eyes and ears and seeing what Jesus is doing for them. In the studio with us, we have Sebastian and Callie and Israel, and we're so glad that you to join us as well. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guides. We've been talking a lot of stuff about the book of Hebrews and you want to get into the Bible study yourselves and to do mine all the good stuff in the Bible. We're going to have a word of prayer. Sebastian can pray for us and we'll read the Bible afterwards. Yes, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we recognize that you've given a measure of faith to every man and yet it is also the desire of every true disciple to come to Jesus and say, Lord, increase our faith. Help us to believe and to trust you more. And so we pray that as we reflect upon these stories, that you may reveal to us compelling reasons to trust God in whatever situations we may be facing now. Amen. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go to um, Hebrews chapter 11 is the, the, the chapter of faith. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. see that, you know, by faith, by faith. I love, I love that. I love that repetition. Uh, it's got some awesome preaching going on. And the climax of that is actually at the beginning of chapter 12. So let's go to chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And Israel, if you can read that for us, chapter 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Awesome. I'll uh, ask you all, but I'll go to Cali first, is, okay, we've been talking about Jesus. We've talked about Jesus is better, 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 right? And, in, and as I think you said that before, that all of a sudden it goes into like machine gun speed. Jesus is better than the, the, uh, the earthly sanctuary, the, 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 Priest. the, the, the priesthood and the sacrifices. And then all of a sudden, uh, we said it in our last episode that now we have straight access into the most holy place mm -hmm. because Jesus is better than our than the high, than the earthly high priest mm -hmm. and then and then kind of click he goes to by faith by faith by faith by faith by faith why do why does he do that why does he go from like Jesus is better then you need faith. Um, just make that little, help that with bridge for us. Yeah. So at the end of chapter 10, he starts talking about how the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. And we've even talked about even, it's not the, a novel concept for chapter 10 either, but we were always saved by faith, righteous by faith. And we have access to Jesus through faith. So now he's talking about faith, 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 by faith, by faith, by faith. So like all, these are all the things that you can do with faith. Mm -hmm. These are all the things that faith look like applied or in 3D. Mm -hmm. So he kind of defines it at the beginning of chapter 11. Then he's like, let me show you what this looks like in all these different contexts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about how Hebrews is constructed in, in, in a four-part series, right? Or mm -hmm. in a four, 
four categories where, where there's a theological truth that he's teaching and then there's an exhortation that follows. This, uh, Hebrews 11, is the final exhortation. Mm. So he's saying like Jesus is better than everything. Jesus is uh, the, himself the sacrifice, himself the priest. There's a complete picture of who he is. Mm -hmm. And in the light of all this, the, the, uh, the response should be, the exhortation should be, how do we respond to all of these things in light of who Jesus is? Mm. And so we respond in faith. And then he's going to give us examples of people who responded in faith to Jesus. So all these heavenly realities, like awesome, awesome, awesome. And so what's our reaction to all that? Right. Yeah, okay, okay. And then he's going to then give us, here's an example of how people throughout history responded. Yeah. And then he's going to then close that parenthesis. Hebrews is kind of, 11 is kind of a parenthesis. Uh -huh. He's going to close that parentheses and then hit looking unto not you know uh, not not Abraham not Moses not all the, but looking now unto Jesus who is the author mm -hmm. and the finisher of our of mm -hmm. our faith it's almost, it's interesting interesting also like he's talking to the Hebrews and he's giving an example of these are all of our Hebrew past you know uh, uh, patriarchs pa patriarchs and, and the superheroes <laughs> of the past right yeah. and this is kind of like it's on our legacy we're born with to do this mm -hmm. but then he's like it's almost as if he's saying we should should do this, but then on at the same time, he's like, but look at Jesus, who's done it more, who's, yeah. who's our better. example, better, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, better than all of us, better than the Hebrews in this yeah. sense, yeah, especially. You know, it's, it's interesting also because we've, we've said many times in these episodes how we get really lofty, right, with the ideas, it gets like kind of in the clouds and the ivory tower of thinking about Christ, and to me, what Paul is essentially trying to deal with is you're, you're grappling with some people who are experiencing some serious suffering yeah. and you're like, oh, he's in the heavenly sanctuary. Oh, how convenient for Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a great covenant. Yeah, how convenient for that covenant. But that's not changing my situation. And this is, to me, another application of what he's bringing out about this chapter of faith which is the fact that yes, faith is the assurance of things that are not seen, right? Mm. This is your confidence. You may not see it, but you can be assured that it's real. You can be assured that you can trust it. And here are some examples, right? When Abraham did this, when Enoch was translated without seeing death, mm. being the seventh person from Adam, when Abel clearly saw Cain's offering and was like, this is clearly better than mine but it was better by faith mm -hmm. because he was clinging to something that you couldn't necessarily tangibly touch and hold and feel. And I think this is what speaks to us in our circumstances of suffering and setbacks, which is that when I may find these theoretical principles and realities that should be encouraging me, I can grasp them by faith. Mm. Faith is the means, faith is the hands, faith is my, my spiritual sense of touch to actually make real the high priest, right? And it's as if I can almost by faith feel his garments going into that most holy place on my behalf. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is awesome uh, kind of showcase of, of the Bible history's greats. Uh, which of them stick out to you? Which of them uh, do you identify with the most uh, in their expression of, of faith? Mm. Each has each has their own unique, uh, yeah. you know, their own unique. Each, each little spin to it, yeah. each permutation what, of faith. One of one of my one of the greatest uh, examples of faith, though, that sticks out to me is the example of Abraham, mm -hmm. um, where he's tested by faith. I think it, uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Let's go to seventeen. Mm -hmm. I will tell you. Okay. Seventeen. <laughs> uh, yeah, seventeen. <clears throat> yeah, uh, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, "In Isaac your seed, your seed shall be called." Verse nineteen, concluding 
that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from which he also received them in a figurative sense. That to me, it's such a powerful example because when you look back at Genesis mm. and you look at the story of, of Abraham, mm-hmm. he didn't actually sacrifice his son. Right. Yet Hebrews 11 gives credit as though he did complete that action, right? Mm. Yeah. As though he did sacrifice him. Mm. And so faith is... And, and, and the language that is used there is language similar to the experience that God had with his own son, right? He, yeah. God, in mm-hmm. fact, offered his only begotten mm-hmm. son. That was not by faith. That was in reality. And so here it's powerful because Abraham is given credit for something that, that God did. But Abraham did not do. And he's given credit because he acted by faith. And so in Mm. a very clear and in a very real way, Mm. faith is experiencing or or being accredited a righteousness that belongs to God that is not mine. Mm -hmm. And it's in the life of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, for me it's so hard uh, to choose between Joseph and Moses. I think I'm going to go with Joseph just because it's it's one of the stories that has impacted me the most in terms of how I live my life. In verse 22, it says, By faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Mm. When you think about this situation, when a man is dying, right, his hope is so strong that he literally made his death, his bones, to essentially be a constant reminder to them of the promise of God. And when we go back to, you know, Genesis 50 and you read that story, Joseph is like, don't bury me, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to keep my bones available. And when you read the story of the Passover and them leaving Egypt, it says Moses got this and this and the bones of Joseph. Mm. So you're like, wait a minute. So all throughout this time, this wilderness journeying, right? We talked about the covenants and the sanctuary. What was Moses carrying around in the wilderness? The bones of Joseph. Mm-hmm. And Joseph is like, I may not get there, but I want my bones to get there. And that's how confident I am that God is going to take you out of this place. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad the slavery is, no matter how oppressive Pharaoh becomes, no matter that it gets worse after all the plagues, you get to the Red Sea, there are the bones of Joseph mm-hmm. constantly encouraging you. And to me, his vision to be able to see that and to set his mind and his heart on another time, to me, is just a, a, a powerful expression of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kelly? Uh, the chapter closes where the author is clearly like, listen, I got more to say, but I just can't say it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And verse 32, mm-hmm. um, he talks about specific people he can't mention, but then he goes into nameless people. In verse 36, still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Mm. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Mm. And what moves me about that is these, again, these are nameless people to me, like I don't know who he's talking about Mm -hmm. in all this. And there might be people that we do know in scripture, and there might be people that this is the only time they're mentioned in this collective nameless way but like God knows these people individually Mm. because they had faith in him Mm. they had faith in what Christ had done for them and would do for them and so they still lived their life by faith and to me it points to the non-major characters of scripture and the non-major characters of life right we all kind of see ourselves as the hero of our own story or the main character in our own story (laughs) yeah so we're like yeah I'm I'm there too Mm. (laughs) but sometimes we feel like we're also not sometimes we're like man I didn't like God hasn't asked me to deliver people 
people or to part seas or anything. Like, right. so I'm not living life by faith because I'm not doing that crazy stuff. Mm. But you can be a nameless person in history and you are still living the life of faith. Mm-hmm. And Jesus still sees that faith as precious mm-hmm. and it still moves mountains. It still does miraculous things because it's not about who recognizes you or who knows about your story. It just matters that you have faith in Jesus mm-hmm. and you can still be counted in Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about people, the great halls, uh, the great people in the hall of faith. But we're looking at, we're going to now look at the greatest of them, the leader of this all-star superhero team when we come back after the break. So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're in Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Faith, and we've looked at all the greats, and as Callie mentioned, there are some who are not so great and still in the grave. They're waiting for their faith to still be worked out, waiting for the resurrection, waiting for God's promises to still still come about, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing that faith is still is pending, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, waiting for Jesus' second coming. Um, let's go to chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, and we look at uh, that first word there, therefore. So we have to read chapter 11, now like by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, the greats and then the not so greats and then the losers as, as I, th- I think maybe Braxton you were mentioning. And then verse chapter, chapter 1 verse 12, therefore we also explain this transition. Why Why do we, we, we read this first? Why does it go into all this and it ends here? Braxton. So now that he's given this hall of faith, he's yes. talking to that audience that's suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. That is considering going back, falling away, drifting away, turning away from Christ. Mm -hmm. And he's saying now, therefore, we, the author, includes himself with them Mm -hmm. and says, since we are in verse one, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Mm -hmm. he turns to the metaphor of a race. Mm -hmm. And he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run the race, the race of faith with endurance. He says that is set before us looking unto Jesus. So he's essentially letting them know that, you know, that typical Greek situation where the runners were coming up to the race and they would see the previous champions, the previous people who've run this race and who have won, which is a reminder to them, right, to say like, hey, someone else just like me from my area of Greece or whatever has also ran this race and won Mm. and finished. And so there they are sitting there and he's saying this hall of faith, that's the crowd. That's the people, that's a cloud. There's so many of them as a witness to you that this thing is possible. Jesus can actually help you finish. And, but the person you're looking at ultimately is Christ. He was the one that originated this thing and he's the one that's gonna bring this to maturity. So he's trying to let them know that this experience of the whole chapter now needs to come into play in your current situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how the, the word that it uses there says, let us run the race that is set before us. Mm. And here it individualizes the race. You know, your race, Justin, is going to be different from my race or from Sebastian or Kelly's race. Mm. You know, you might be called to run a marathon, which will be a completely different race than a sprint, right? Mm. Some people have to run shorter races that are more intense. Others have to run longer races. The good thing is that the race that is set before us, if we finish that race, I don't have to finish your race. I just have to finish mine. If we finish the race that is set before us, then we are we are promised the crown of life, which will be given to us. Mm. And 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 the the key. To that is focusing on Christ. 
because the, the, the challenge in, in, in racing is the fact that it's very easy for us to lose sight of what we're, what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. To focus on things that are not going to help us finish the race. Mm -hmm. I remember I was training for a triathlon, a long distance triathlon one time. And in order, in order to encourage myself, I would listen to uh, an audiobook of a guy who'd done it before in the past. Um, you running? Yeah, he, it, it was uh, swimming, biking, and running. It was a, and, and, um, and I was running, and running is the worst part of the triathlon for me. I, I just, I'm very horrible at running. And I put the, the headphones on, and I started running, and he was telling the story of his first race. He was like, man, I felt really good, and so forth. And, and I was thinking to myself, man, I feel really, really good, too. <laughs> and, that, that, and he's like, and I upped my pace, and so I was like, I'm going to up my pace because I feel so great. So I started upping my pace, and then... <laughs> Little by little, he starts talking about he, how he started tanking, how he started going downhill. Oh, no. And I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit like I'm going downhill. <laughs> and it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be an out and back for, for my practice run. I was supposed to run out and then come back home. Halfway through, I'm thinking like, I'm not going to do what he did. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep on going. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to do what he did. So I started slowing down my pace. I'm, I'm not going to focus on this guy. I'm not going to focus on this guy. But then... I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to stop for a little bit. I'm going to go to the bathroom, then I'm going to continue the race. I stopped. I picked up my phone. I called my wife. I'm like, yo, you got to pick me up, right? Because the guy had gotten so much into my mind. Instead of focusing on my need to return home, I was focusing on him. And so Jesus says, look, don't focus on your circumstances. Don't focus on the difficulty of the race. Don't focus on the fact that other people have ran it. Some have not finished. Don't even focus on yourself. Keep your eyes on the author and the finisher mm. of your faith, mm -hmm. right? I'm not the author of my faith. I'm not the finisher of my faith. I'm just the one who is running the race. But I have to, I have to focus on the author and finisher. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Kelly? I, too, have an exercise analogy to mm. share. <laughs> um, I think of something else that uh, often distracts us in running this race is a comparison to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, right now, I love to do jump rope. And I like to use weighted ropes and do tricks. And it's really fun. And it's funny because I'll, I'll post some videos of me doing it. And people are like, yeah, you're really good. And I'm like, like, you haven't seen what I've seen. I'm nothing <laughs> compared to the people that I try to be like. And I watch other people's videos and I, I watch the different tricks they do. And there's really two ways to watch it. And one is to be inspired and be like, I'm going to practice till I can do that. And the other one is like, man, I, can, I can't do that. Like, I'll never measure up. I'll never be good enough. Might as well quit. Forget this. I'll just stop exercising. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. But you can, you can do that, that comparison. And you know, when we think about racing in this life with Jesus, we can even see people, we can see other Christians as inspiring mm -hmm. or as competition. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can see them as brothers and sisters or competition. We can see them as our community or competition. And we're all running the same race, different ways, we're in our own different lanes, but we're all dependent on the same person. So even if I see, like I see all these awesome things in Sebastian's life or Israel's life, it's not Sebastian and Israel, it's Jesus. And I've actually to the same man. I have access to the same God mm. who has put those things in their lives. I'm like, man, I love, I love this about Israel. Like, I want that fruit of the Spirit in my life too. Well, I can go to the same God and get that fruit of the Spirit. I can go to that same Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes it's a good idea to, to still be in that community, right? He, he even talks about it in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. Right. Mm. And we just need to remember the mentality that we're not supposed to be cut off. Like, well, this is 
is my lane. Like you stay in your lane. This is my race. <laughs> you be in your race. <laughs> so we're together, but for the right reason and focusing on the right person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, uh, if we go back to chapter 12, verse 1, and as you guys were talking, I'm, I'm, think, I'm reading here that there is another word that pops up. In chapter 11, you have faith, 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 faith. But then in chapter 12, we see in verse 1, endurance. Mm-hmm. Verse 2, endured. Verse 3, for consider him who endured such hostility <laughs> from sinners against himself. Mm-hmm. And then later on in verse 7 onwards, it goes to endure and chasten. Chasten, chasten. There's, there, there's, I'm just I'm going through the themes here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you explain how we go from faith to endurance? I know some, uh, that may seem intuitive, but kind of yeah. spell that out for us. Well, so, faith is ultimately expressed in endurance. And that's you actually see that endurance all the way in, verse, uh, in chapter 10, you know? Mm. For you have need of patience. That's endurance. Mm. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And so the, the way in which we complete the race, and that's actually the beautiful thing about the race that we're called to run, is that we finish simply by enduring, simply by not giving up. And we give up by not taking our eyes off of Christ. That's why he says in verse 3, consider him. Think about Christ. That's, that's essentially the key to finishing the race. Mm. When we go through trials, when we go through difficulties and tribulations, how do, we, how do we get to the other side? We get to the other side by thinking about Christ. Let's consider him. Let's think about what he did. He endured hostility from sinners against himself. The people that Christ came to save rejected him. Mm. Think about that whenever you're going through your hard time, right? Right. The, the fact that... Compare that to your persecution. Yeah, right. Right. Right the yeah. fact that Jesus himself, while he was saving us, we rejected him, mm-hmm. right? And he says, because if you don't, if you don't consider Jesus, what's going to happen is you, you will weary become and weary and you'll be discouraged. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we endure by contemplating the life of Christ and the cost of our salvation. Otherwise, we'll become discouraged. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. I, I, I think the, when you see race analogy, it's like, oh, you have to finish first. But it's not about finishing first. It's about finishing period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus as your <laughs> focus. Finish the race, what you started. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be number one. Jesus was number, number one. He's going to give you his medal anyway. Just yeah. finish the race sure and get the medal. Amen. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add to this, right, that it's not only that a race is set before us in verse one, but look in verse two. It says, as we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Mm. Right. So it's interesting that there's a race set before us that we need to run. But ultimately what he's pointing to is Jesus endured because of the joy that was set before him. Mm. And the concept of enduring something is a reminder to us that I'm not doing this because I want to do it. I'm not doing it because I enjoy, right? I don't endure my kids' hugs. I don't endure an ice cream cone, right? Or a chocolate chip cookie. You're not like, oh, I guess I'll endure this slice of cake, right? You're not enduring it, right? You're just, you you're enjoying oh. it. <laughs> not a chocolate chip cookie. He just endured a cookie. <laughs> and so when you, when you look at that, it's like Jesus endured the cross, which we look to for hope, meaning that he did not enjoy it, It was not what he wanted to do, but it was the joy on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately right. When we connect faith and endurance, faith is about a promise, something that God has said is going to come to pass. But there's something I'm enduring in order to obtain that. Mm -hmm. And Christ said, look, the joy of obtaining the salvation of Sebastian, the joy of obtaining the salvation of Callie or Israel or Justin. He's like, this is the thing that caused me to endure was the focusing on the joy that was set before me. And therefore, I will endure this in order to get 
what I'm trying to gain ultimately at the end. And mm -hmm. that is a big part of faith. I'm holding on until the promise comes, right? Mm -hmm. I need patience because like, well, I've done the will of God, so wait until the promise comes. Mm -hmm. uh, what, do you, what do you say to the listener out there who maybe maybe they're fighting with their spouse on their verge of divorce or uh, maybe someone who is studying for their exams and they don't want to study for them, so they're, they're watching, they're watching yeah. us on, on social media. Yeah. Uh, what, the, the, the operative words that I see in this text is found in verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus. And in verse 3, consider Jesus. This mm -hmm. look and considering. Um, how do we make that real? How do we, to that person who we've been talking about, Jesus this and Jesus that, and Jesus ran the race and we got to just be with Jesus. Well, what do they got to do on their end? What, what, mm. what do we do? What do we got to do to sign up onto this, this, this marathon? Sebastian? Well, I was just going to say one of my favorite um, ideas and practices is to take a thoughtful hour on the life of Christ. Mm. I used to say to myself that it seemed a very impractical thing to do, right? And recommendation, like really, I'm just gonna sit and think about the life of Christ. <laughs> but the more that I do it, the more that I am encouraged and appreciate the lessons that come from just thinking about his life. Yeah and going through it point by point, step by step, and comparing his childhood to my childhood, right? His ministry to my ministry, mm. his friendships to my friendships. And you're thinking like, man, like his friends fell asleep on him, right? Or he was rejected by his own people, right? He was not accepted. Just meditating on the life of Christ gives me that same endurance and thinking like, man, you know, just considering him and thinking about his life will provide me that same boost to continue on to trust him. Amen, amen. Mm. Kelly? Um, I'm looking for a verse, so can you ask him a question? I agree, I agree with you. I, mean, I was going to say the same exact thing. I've developed the habit now in my morning time. I used to try to learn, oh, what can I learn from the Bible to help me, mm -hmm. you know, battle the devil? What's a nice trick I could dark and throw at him, way to get rid of him? <laughs> but I realized more and more the best thing I can do in my life is dedicate my time to studying the life and teachings of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, it's really just that. I was thinking of a specific story, but it's crazy how at the surface level, you can read things that Jesus did, miracles or stories, and you're like, that has no relevance to my life. Mm -hmm. But the longer you think about it, the more holy, the, the more the Holy Spirit will be like, this is exactly what you need to hear right now. And this mm -hmm. shows you the love, this shows you your need, this shows you what Jesus is willing to do for you in this exact circumstance. Mm -hmm. And we just need to have the faith to see that on the onset and trust that He will do that for us. Amen. 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 On that note, I want to say thank you guys for the, today's discussion on faith. And mm -hmm. I want to encourage you on your faith to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I want to encourage you guys to also to keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash inverse and also inversebible.org and also our social media channels with Inverse Bible as the, the handle. But we want to keep studying the book of Hebrews. God bless you. See you next week here in Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.